Accredited Master Coach, Speaker, Author, and Podcaster. Welcome to my podcast, The Can Do Way. My guests from across the globe have can do stories of growth, resilience, and success to share. Tune in and be inspired by these individuals who have developed a strong can do approach. Each one of their stories is unique, each one of their stories has a key message. In this episode of the Can Do Way podcast, I'm delighted to be talking to Angela Folds, the coach, connector, and founder of The Power Within. Now, The Power Within is a network of coaches, facilitators, and knowledge experts who help organizations and individuals unlock potential to achieve positive results. Having gone through the coaching journey herself when she was feeling stuck and lacked clarity, Angela understands the powerful benefits of coaching, and she launched her business in 2020 to help support coaches and the wonderful work that they do. For Angela, the Power Within Network is the perfect pairing of her love of bringing people together and her utmost respect for those who can support others mentally, emotionally, or physically. Angela's mission is to support coaches by broadening the awareness and understanding of how the power of the mind can have a resounding effect on personal and professional growth. The idea behind the power within is that everything we need is already within us. We just have to discover it. Welcome to the show today, Angela. Hi, Gail. Thank you so much for having me on. Okay, well, your idea around mindset is something that is so close to my heart and is the is sits at the core of my work. So before we find out more about how that got started, let's take a short walk through your life. And if you can give my listeners a glimpse of your background and how you actually arrived at helping people to realise and live their power from within. Okay. Um, well, actually, my, my background is actually quite colourful. So um, I was born in Hong Kong, but I was raised in Australia. And when I left, which was probably about 19 years ago, I and this is what we'll talk about maybe later, is that I took the risk. Um, I actually was made redundant in a job and I decided that I was going to try and live in London. Um, and it was a risk at the time because I didn't have a job to go to. I'd never lived in Europe before. Um, I had some funds but knew I needed to, you know, earn a, li- a living. But, um, you know, throwing myself in the deep end, basically I, I just put myself out there and I tried my hand at, at you know, at different jobs, met lots of different people. And through that I have managed to work in different industries. Um, you know, I started in banking, I've moved into events, I've done marketing, and now I'm in the, the coaching industry. Um, but also I think, you know, when I had that chance to live in London and I I absolutely loved my time there, um, I found that that experience of immersing myself in a different culture, a different environment, I then have had the opportunity to also live in France, Slovenia, uh, Hong Kong, and now Singapore. And I've been in Singapore for the last 14 years. So um, how I really got into the coaching industry, as you mentioned earlier, was that um, after I left uh, my corporate job, 
um, I was in a place where I was feeling quite stuck and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, wasn't sure if I wanted to go back into the corporate world. And so it was one of the times that I actually engaged with working with a coach. And through that, I mean, it really changed my mind about how I saw myself, how I saw the way I was approaching things, what was actually happening, what was holding me back. And I just found it incredibly powerful. And from that, that is the reason why I started The Power Within, because I just believe that everyone can benefit from coaching at some point in their lives. Everybody goes through experiences where we may feel stuck or we might need some support with, you know, communication or conflict at work. Um, you know, all these different issues that come up in life, I, I honestly believe that a coach can really support people through it. Um, and so that's what that's what takes me up to where I am today. Fantastic. And and what a journey you've had as well. And, and as you say, we will tap into different parts of how mm. you've introduced yourself, the risk-taking, the, the flexibility and adaptability that you uh, have shown yourself and others in your life as well, but also that, that all-important critical moment where you said there was that period of being stuck and then the realisation that there can be um, a path out of that. And, you know, that's such a, such a common um, theme that comes to me a lot in the work that I do as well, but that, that getting to a point in our lives, because our lives at times we get, we get thrown these curveballs mm. and we face them and we just think, which way? Do I hit it? Do I miss it? Do I drop the bat? Do I, what do I do? And so, mm. as you said, the power of engaging with a coach and spending time to actually allow your whole mindset to be opened, to be um, infiltrated in a way with the thoughts that are within you, as you've said, the power of within comes from within you. Yeah. And it, it's such, a, such an important part. But I just wanted to come back to the part where you said about taking a risk. So 19 years ago, winding the clock back, you decided to make that move to London and you said you moved into lots of different roles and you've had experience in many different industries. When you first embarked from Hong Kong, what were some of the first challenges maybe that you did face that you had to overcome? Oh, well, it actually wasn't Hong Kong. So when I moved to Australia, I was only one when I moved okay, to Australia. Okay, sorry, so, from Australia. <laughs> so when I left um, Australia close to 19 years ago and I, and I moved to London, I guess when I moved to a different country, you know, you really are throwing yourself in a deep end. I wasn't, I had really no experience with living in Europe. You know, the weather was different. The places were different. You know, um, everything is just unfamiliar. And so one thing I knew I needed to do was, you know, the first thing you do, you need to do this thing. And in hindsight now I can see it, that I just had to believe in myself that I was going to make it. And it was just really just, giving myself the opportunity to experience it to the full. So I went out and I met lots of people. I said yes to lots of opportunities. I travelled a lot. I mean, it was fantastic. And I did really push myself um, outside of my comfort zone to a point where whatever I was feeling uncomfortable with just became more comfortable the more I did it. Mm -hmm. And I ended up finding a job through a friend, you know, moved into a house with new housemates, and then, you know, on the weekends, I was popping over to different cities around Europe and it was fantastic. And it was a really, really great time. And I, I honestly say, 
you know, looking back now, it was a risk worth taking because I haven't gone back to Australia. I'm still living overseas, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that whole experience, I just feel really lucky to have, I guess, landed on my feet and was able to stay in London and work. And then, as I said, I've, I've moved to different countries since then. So mm-hmm. moving to different countries doesn't scare me. It actually really excites me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that you say you just, you just, took that leap of faith in a lot of ways you yeah. spread your wings and you said I'm going to do this but I love I love the way you said to yourself believe in myself that I was going to make it that's such mm. such that strong burst of can do mindset that was in you so what do you think shaped that can do mindset you know was it what 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 maybe events in your childhood or role models in your childhood or education gave you that first I guess, development phase to say, you know what, I can do this. Who, who guided you to get there, do you feel? Um, oh, good question. I don't, I'm not actually sure. I've, I feel like I've always been quite a positive person and I, I tend to focus more on the positives than the negatives. Um, I like to see the brighter side to things. You know, if, if someone is having it, I feel quite drained actually when I'm around negative people who really just focus a lot on the negatives Mm -hmm. I feel that really does drain me um I don't really know where it stems from I think I'm not really sure I think I I guess my parents had quite a hard work ethic uh and they're very much you know get on with things be very grateful they they taught us a lot about not taking things for granted Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I think you know it's it's very much about as I said focusing on what we have and not what we don't have yeah, I think that's it's it sounds very similar to my childhood where it was I guess it was instilled but we didn't consciously recognize it at the time but it was those foundation steps that were created that we launched ourselves from when we made that choice to actually embark on a, a life of global working and travel mm, so yeah um and and until you I guess until you get asked that question you sometimes think where did it actually come from yeah. um but then we've made it happen haven't we so you took that you got on that plane and you went to London and you took the took the paths that took you to where you are today so as you said it was a definite risk worth taking yeah and I think as I said before I you know, I feel very drained by when I surround myself with negative people. Mm. So I'm naturally drawn to people who have a very positive attitude and, you know, people who are willing to give anything a go. I think when you travel, you do find those people because everybody has taken that risk. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to a degree, you know, they, they're already a little bit risk averse. They're, they, they're keen to just try and make the most of the experience that they have. So, you know, I think I now, I, you know, I, I love spending time with people who inspire me and lift me up and also have a very similar positive attitude. Yeah, fantastic. And that, you know, though, that's, a, that's a choice that we can learn to make as well and, and we can choose to surround ourselves with those like-minded people or we can choose to perhaps wallow in the in the negativity as well and we know that there's been a lot around in the world in the last few years but mm. we can we can choose to rise above that as well so yes um, it is a 
much more progressive and, <laughs> and happy and I guess that, that well-being aspect as well. To be in a positive, flourishing state is, is much more conducive to success and, and a better life, I feel, mm. as well. So, so what would you say then, Angela, was one of the greatest gifts of the challenges that you faced in that first experience in the UK and the subsequent years that has really helped you to build resilience. So when the times do get tough, what is something that you go back to that you learned all those years ago? I think I think just going back, I think you just you do have to to build resilience, you do have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. You know, that that it becomes, you know, if you're struggling with something that you do find difficult or challenging, but you make it through, you know, that's worth celebrating. And I think we talk about it a lot, you know, as small business owners, we talk about celebrating the wins. But in life in general, if you've if you've managed to get through a challenge or some situation where you found difficult and you've made it through that's something that you need to celebrate and because hopefully next time you won't find it so hard again. And I think that's what it was. I think going overseas and, you know, not having a job and not having a house and all of, all of that, you just work through it. I, I just, as I said, I just got on with it. I, I tried to do what I could to network, to meet with people and, you know, just feeling like once I managed to find a job and I had a house, you know, just walking down the street and just feeling, I guess, in some sense, a bit proud that you've managed to achieve what you set out to achieve. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if I didn't really put myself out there, I don't, maybe the situation would have been totally different. Mm -hmm. So I think you just have to try and not give up. Um, You know, things aren't always going to work out the way you want it to work out, Um, but it's just how you react to that. I completely agree. It's about the responsibility that you take, isn't it, for, for whichever way you go. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, how I, do you – sorry, go on. I was going to say I, I would never have expected myself to be living in Singapore. It's just, <laughs> you know, you, you just take on opportunities that come in and you say yes, but, you know, it, it, it's about – yeah, it's about how you react to opportunities that come at, at the time, whether mm-hmm. or not you take it or you mm-hmm. hide away from it. Yeah, most definitely. And again, you said it was another one of those steps of believing in yourself and pushing the comfort zone was when you engaged in the coach, when you were stuck Mm. at the end of that Mm. corporate career for yourself. So you were, as you said, able to look at yourself, you were able to look at how you were approaching conversations, people, all of those things that were, was going on where you'd been in a, perhaps a conditioned environment for a while, but it was a, a door being open for you to step out and and become who you've become today. Yeah. And, f- and just mentioning that, because I think one of the other risks that I had was to do with about leaving my corporate job. Mm-hmm. Um, it relates to me resigning from what back then I deemed as being a dream role for me. Um, but I left because I had a difficult relationship with my boss. Right. And, and again, it was a risk because I had no job to go to. I felt at that time, I did feel like a sense of failure because I'd only been there for a few months. Um, but I'd worked for many organisations before that job. and But this was the first time I really felt unsupported in this role. 
Um, and it was quite, as I said, it was quite a strained relationship. And this person, I felt, shed me of my confidence and it really made me self-doubt myself. And I just became a shadow of myself. You know, I was miserable mm. in and out of work and then it just impacted the way I showed up. And, you know, I just wasn't working anywhere near my potential. I just, I felt like I completely lost my voice. And, you know, just going back to what you said about coaching and to the person I am today, coaching really helped me see what was happening when I go back and look at it. Because when you're in a situation like that, and I know lots of people recently, I've spoken to so many people who have talked about difficult bosses or a toxic work environment and they had to leave. It's really hard to take a step back and see it sometimes. Mm -hmm. It it can be really confusing and it can be really noisy. And Mm -hmm. back then I knew that I couldn't, I wasn't able to process what was really going on you know, I was absolutely gutted when I decided to resign and I cried on the day that I handed in my resignation because I was so disappointed that it didn't work out. But through my coaching, I've been able to really look at it and see how I reacted to it. You know, what I know now through coaching and doing some inner work now, you know, I've, I would have handled the situation differently. You know, back then I allowed myself to doubt myself you know, I led, I let that negativity sink in. And I just, you know, as you said, I I forgot to trust myself to know that I knew what I was doing. So, you know, through coaching, it was really interesting. I can see it for what it is now. I've really grown. And I, as I said, I think I will, I would have handled it differently now, knowing what I know, Mm -hmm. but funnily enough, that experience has also just taught me the type of leader or the type of boss I want to be mm-hmm. and the type of boss I don't want to be. So, exactly. you know, it's, that experience is just a, re- a reminder for me to always be that supportive and encouraging boss, boss that I, you know, I wish I had. Mm-hmm. So, Beautiful. Beautiful. yeah, and if, and if I hadn't resigned from that job, I wouldn't be where I am today. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. And thank you for sharing a very vulnerable, um, for showing your vulnerability to the listeners as well. You know, it's that that's it's a deeper connection that you can, you have showed them that it is possible. And you know, you have really lived your truth and are walking your talk that you took that opportunity to live the power within yourself so mm. that you could step out and step into the person you are today and to be able to shine in your role as the coach connector and bringing together this wonderful network of coaches and experts who can really help and really make a difference to the lives of people in a similar situation as what you were and the vast amounts of situations where people come to coaches and engage with our services yeah, um, across exactly. the world. So yep. um, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm sure the listeners will take some very practical tips away from your advice. Yeah. So I wanted to step away from the the, the behaviours and mindsets just for a moment and step into the arena of that well-being. So we were talking off air at the start, Angela, about how we like to get out and to to go walking and we have just various ways of I guess, switching off and Mm -hmm. and enabling ourselves to give our brain a break and give our thoughts a break. So what what is one of your top go-tos that you you love to do and why does it matter to you so much? 
I think for me, it's, you know, talking about self-care, you know, I used to think it sounded like it was being selfish, but it's, it's not that at all. Um, it's very much about taking care of your own mind and body and doing things like when you prioritize yourself, it means that you can take better care of other people. So for example, for my family. So I love being outdoors. Um, every morning I go for a walk. We, I live on Sentosa Island, so it's right by the sea, which we love. And even just a 30-minute walk every day just helps me feel refreshed. And I'm, I'm so much better for it. And, you know, my family notices when I don't go on my walk. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's important for everybody. So <laughs> um, just having that bit of quiet time. And, and it just becomes a part of my everyday routine now that, you know, prioritizing time for yourself mm. It's about having, like for me and my family, it's about having that open communication of what I need um, so that I can be more present with my family, for example, and also being considerate of what they need as well. So, for example, my husband, you know, being considerate that he needs time off as well. He needs quiet time. We all do. You know, you, you spoke before about having some of that space. It's It's so critical to to feel refreshed and nourish your mind and body. So for me, yeah, very much every day, non-negotiable is a walk, um, hopefully, you know, outdoors and just having some quiet time sometime during the day, even if it's just 10 minutes. And that's something that all of us can afford to do, you know, when we make a commitment to it and we make it happen because we will never find the time we have to make it. Yeah. And I think just over the years, I'm so much better now at saying no to things. Whereas mm-hmm. then I was always very much experiencing FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out mm-hmm. and I often, you know, wear myself down and um, often get sick. But now, you know, I'm able to say yes and, and not have that guilt when I say, I'm sorry, I can't make it tonight because I'm tired or I've already got too much on. And, you know, letting go of that guilt has been a big big part of it for me because it can feel really guilt guilt can feel really heavy mm-hmm. and so being able to say no you know now and give myself that space has uh, has really helped yeah yeah letting go of that added weight it's it's not yeah. yours to carry is it and when you can lighten your load you are you're a different person we all we all can be that different person too. It's just learning how to do that. And again, that's where coaches can support you through that journey because it, it is a process and it takes time and and you need that shoulder and, and that that sounding board and that ear um, to to listen and to help you to refresh that perspective as well. Yes. So but thank you so much. And I look forward one of these days to be able to have a walk with you in yes. uh, one of the lovely parks in uh, in Singapore when we can visit. Oh, I'd love so. that. It'll yes, be please. very nice. <laughs> so we come to the time in the interview where I'd love you to share your three can-do tips with our listeners, please. Okay, I love this question. So um, with the three can-do tips, I think my first one is just start, even if it's small. I know that when I was at a place where I was lacking clarity and direction, I was sitting around waiting for inspiration to fall into my lap, and we all know that that's not how we get inspired. Mm-hmm. Um and I was listening to Dr. Margie Worrell's book, You've Got This, and she said at some, at some point in the book she said just start before you're ready. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, that really just resonated with me and I, I did exactly that. I just got up and I just started writing 
um, I started writing my my ideas down for the power within. And I found that, you know, with we know that with action comes confidence. And so even if you have a small idea and you write it down, that little step of writing it down just starts to make it into an action plan. And so basically what I do now is I just write down all my ideas. And, you know, sometimes it just, it's, it's just what I do to make a start. If I've got a new idea, I write it down and it just helps. Um, so that's my first one to just start. Um, second one is to be open to new experiences and cultures. And if you do have an opportunity to work and live overseas, I highly recommend it because it really does open your mind. Um, when I left Australia, I thought I knew the person I was, but you know, I've learned so much about myself and I am a complete, like not completely different person, but I am a different person to who I was 20 years ago. So, you know, I just meeting new people in different cultures and just, it's just, it really opens your mind. Um, and if you don't give yourself that opportunity and you don't go out of your comfort zone, I just feel like it's, I guess, a loss of experiences and potential for yourself to, to grow. And the third one for me is to surround yourself with people who inspire you and make you feel alive. Um, as I said, I've, I've always been drawn to, to positive people with great energy and I believe that energy does rub off on you. And, you know, when you spend your time with positive people who are open-minded and willing to give things a go, you also are more open to opportunities and giving things a go as well. So, and, you know, going back to what I was saying, people who make you feel alive and for you to be authentic to who you are, you know, surround yourself with people who love you for who you are as well. That's a really important one because you, you have to stay true to yourself. Yeah. So that, yeah, they're my three. (laughs) I love them. I love the process of how you have um, shared them as well. We've, we've got to get started and, and it is those, those new experiences and, and particularly travel that mm. can really shape who we become. And, of course, to indulge and to keep your, your well-being at its highest peak and your performance levels, your personal performance at those highest levels you surround yourself with your it's it's like your own group of personal trainers really isn't mm. it it's the people who that you need yep. to feed your body to nourish your mind and your and your inner self to just say you keep inspiring me you keep mm-hmm. making me feel the best human I can be and if I'm having a down day I know where to go to to get the pep up talk that I I need and you learn how to do that for yourself as well so yeah absolutely really fantastic and very inspirational I'm smiling as you were <laughs> were sharing all three of those because I can mirror those in my life as well so thank you Angela <laughs> So my final question for you is, why do you feel a can-do attitude is absolutely essential? I feel the can-do attitude is absolutely essential because it, I mean, I've, I've spoken about this before, but it opens your mind to new opportunities and experiences. It's like opening a door and stepping into a different room. It's a new experience. But if you don't have that attitude and you don't take these opportunities, that door remains closed and you just never know what's possible for you. And having that attitude where, you know, that can-do attitude, you, I feel like you do enjoy life more and it teaches you to be stronger and, and, it, and better at letting things go. Um, when you're able to let things go easier, it just helps you move forward and you just don't hold on to things that can weigh you down. It just, you know, that can-do attitude just gives you energy. Fantastic. 
That's beautiful. And it's been a wonderful conversation with you. And I just want to thank you for being my guest and for really energizing my day. It's the start of our day here for those listeners. It's um, the beginning. It's 10 o'clock in the morning here in in Southeast Asia. And uh, I'm energized, ready for the day to believe in myself, to push (laughs) forward, but also to, to go back in uh, as you, as your business is all about the power within, you know, we have the power within ourselves and you have helped me and many of the listeners, I'm sure, to, to tap into that and to say, this is who I want to be. So what do I need to now go out and do or who do I need to connect with to make that happen? So thank you so much for a wonderful conversation today, Angela. Thank you, Gail, so much. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do you live and breathe a can-do attitude? Have an inspiring perspective, a life-changing experience, or intriguing story to share? Always curious, and with an insatiable appetite for a good yarn, I invite you to be my guest. Do get in touch via my website, gailmgibson.com. The Can Do Way podcast, refreshing, positive and real.